I don't know how many times I've heard it, probably more times than I could count, but as far back as I can remember, I've heard people say this, it's something that people always say when we talk about patience. Anytime patience is ever discussed, this advice is always given, and the advice is this, don't pray for patience. Have you ever heard that? Has anyone ever told you? Look at those hands, about knocked down by the breeze. Don't pray for patience. You know why people tell you not to pray for patience? Because if you pray for patience, God will give you patience by trying your patience. He will put tests in your way and, and He will try you and he will, he will grow your patience that way. Isn't it amazing? You know, we, we pray and pray. And sometimes we pray and we're like, why doesn't God answer my prayers? Why doesn't God listen? Why doesn't God listen? Can He even hear me? Can He hear my prayers? Why won't He answer my prayers? And then suddenly, we're afraid He might answer our prayers. <laughs> we don't want Him to answer this prayer. Don't, don't pray that prayer. There's something I've been noticing as we've, as we've looked at the fruit of the Spirit. There's a progression here. We started out with love. And as we come to understand love and what that means and, and what it means for us to, to return the love that God has given us to show that love, that brings us to joy. We understand that joy is not the same as happiness. Joy is, is an abiding trust in God's presence and, and that we, we trust that God is always there. And so joy comes out of that love. And then from that joy that we have, we achieve peace. We come to an understanding of peace. And we have that peace that passes all understanding. And that peace leads to patience. Patience is the natural outgrowth of having that kind of, that kind of peace what comes next is kindness. We'll start on kindness next month. And kindness is a result of patience. We, we see these things growing. We, we see a progression. And it's not, just for, it's not just for you. It's not just for the fruit of the Spirit that's growing in you as, as badly as we might need patience. Patience is not just for us. That's, that's the scary part. Patience really isn't for us. What does your patience mean to the people around you? What does your patience mean to the people you work with, to the, to the people that are in your family? What does patience tell them about you? What does it tell them about your love and your faith? What does your patience, the patience you show to others, tell them about how important they are to you? What does it tell them about your God? You know, if our faith is going to be real in our lives, if our faith is going to have any real effect, it's, it's first going to have to touch our character. It's first going to have to touch who we are. It's going to have to change us. You know, if if our faith is just about going to heaven, we get to go to heaven, or we have to go to church, if that's all our faith is about, it, it loses meaning. It has to be about our character. And chances are, one of the first ways that it's going to be seen in, a, in your character is it's going to be seen in patience. We're going to look at James chapter 5 today, verses 7 through 11, James 5. It's on page 113 in those Bibles in front of you. Last week, I gave you a definition of patience, if you remember. I mean, everybody remembers the definition of patience, right? No? Okay, I'll go over it one more time. And this is a definition a friend of mine came up with. I think it's a great definition of patience. Patience is a settled commitment to God's purposes that produces a willingness to wait for God. Isn't that great? Let me say it one more time. Patience is a settled commitment to God's purposes that produces a willingness to wait for for God. We'll come back to that in a little while. Patience. The word in the Bible for patience, if we translate it literally, it means 
long-suffering. Some of you grew up with the King James Bible, and if you came up, grew up with the King James, the King James translates it literally. It's, it's very literal. Long-suffering. And it literally means it's the ability to put up with other people. Isn't that great? That's, that's the definition of patience in that word. The ability to put up with other people, especially when you are severely tried. Have you ever been severely tried? Yeah, you've been severely tried once or twice. There's something of that spirit in these words that James writes here in James chapter 5. Verse 7 begins, Be patient therefore, brothers. And let me pause and say this. I've said this before. There was no word in the Greek for brothers and sisters. There was no word for y'all in Greek. Okay, So when you hear brothers, think mankind. Think everybody. He's not just talking to the guys. He's talking to everyone. James uses the word a lot. Be patient therefore, brothers, y'all, until the coming of the Lord. See, see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains? Will you also be patient? Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Be patient. Those are the first words James gives us here in this section. Be patient. And that is the focus of everything that he says. Be patient. And what he wants us to see is that patience is an indication that we trust God. Patience shows that we trust God. We saw that last week also. If you remember, we looked at Matthew 18. We looked at a parable that Jesus gives us there in Matthew 18. And it's there in that parable. We have a servant who has this huge debt, this huge debt he owes his master. And the master's goal was to settle all of his debts, to settle his accounts. Now, he was perfectly willing to do that by showing mercy to his servants. He, he, he wanted to show mercy to the servant, but in the end, he settled that debt through punishment. There are those who, who hurt us, and we want justice, and too often, we want justice now, but the call is for patience. The call is to trust that one day, God will settle all accounts. You notice James here, you know, if you back up just a few verses, verses uh, 1 through 4 of chapter 5, chapter 5, 1 through 4, James says, Come now, you rich, weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded and their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasures in the last days. Behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, they're crying out against you. And the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. Those words sound very harsh, don't they? That's, that's pretty harsh. These are those who, who have oppressed the poor. These are the people who have persecuted the believers and the crowd that James is writing to. They were asking, how long do we have to put up with this? How long do we have to put up with this mistreatment? How long do we have to put up with, with the way that they're persecuting us? Will they ever pay? And James says, yes, their day is coming, but for now, 
you be patient. He says, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. And then James gives us an example of patience. And what better example of patience could there be than, than a farmer, right? Let me just ask, how many of you know a farmer? How many of you ever met a farmer? Look at it, just about every hand has just gone up. Everybody knows. How many of you would say that across the board, farmers are the greatest example of patient people you've ever, you've ever, well, a few of you are just being mean to me right now. I, I wondered if James had ever actually met a farmer, Jim. I, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe, maybe he's never actually met a farmer. Maybe he's going off, going off theory here. But, but James says to be, be patient like a farmer. He says there, see how the farmer waits. <laughs> see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. And so what, what he's saying is, you know, the Palestinian growing season is a lot different than what we do here. It's a lot different than what we have. They plant in, in uh, September. So about the time you guys are starting to think about harvest, they're, they're planting over there. They plant in September, and then the, the early rains come in October and November. And then the late rains, as the crops are fully maturing, the late rains come again in April and May. Now, both, both rainy seasons are necessary for healthy crops back then. Planting sooner doesn't make it rain sooner, right? Planting sooner is not going to make the rains come any quicker. Uh, you, can't make it, you can't make it rain faster, so you just have to live with it. You just have to, have to trust. You have to wait. And so James says, be patient. Be patient until the Lord's coming. That is the ultimate example of why we need patience. We are eager for the Lord to return. We can't wait for Him to return, and yet we have to. And it's this ultimate example of why we need patience. We need to trust God's timing. You think of all the mistakes that we make in life, the times that we run off, the times that we do what we want, how often does that point to the reality that we just don't trust God's timing for us? How often does God tell us to wait? Tells us to wait in our relationships? Tells us to wait in the way we use our resources, the way we spend our money, the, the, the way that we run after the things that we desire? And, and rather than trust Him time and time again, we, we run off and we do what we want to fulfill our needs and off we go to take care of ourselves, and then we end up making a huge mess out of life. How many people have we hurt because we just can't wait as God calls us to wait? Our impatience points to a lack of trust in God's timing, a lack of trust in His plan, and a lack of trust in His love for us. So James calls us to be patient. One of the things that he shows us here is that patience is decided in our hearts. Patience is something we decide in our hearts. He gives the command twice. And so you know it must be important. You know he's serious about it. In verse 7 he says, be patient. And then verse 8 he comes back and he says, you also be patient. And then he says, establish your hearts. And I think that's an interesting phrase. When you establish something, you build a foundation for it. You set yourself on an immovable rock. And it's this idea of having a solid support within yourself that you're going to be unmoved by trouble. Literally, he says, strengthen your heart. Has your doctor ever told you to strengthen your heart? Doctor told you you have to go out and strengthen your heart. You need to start walking more. You need to, to start taking care of yourself. You need to do some cardio. You need to stop eating cheeseburgers all the time, right? You need to strengthen. Yeah, I know. I hated that call. Uh, you, need to start, you need to take care of yourself. And, and hopefully we listen to him. James says the same thing. He says, strengthen 
your hearts. Why? Because the Lord is near. And when He returns, do you want Him to find you standing firm? Or do you want, to find, you want Him to find you losing your patience? It says, be patient. Establish your hearts. You heard that in our definition of patience. Patience is a settled commitment to God's purposes. It has settled. It doesn't shift. It doesn't crumble. It is a settled commitment to God's purposes that produces a willingness to wait for God. So yes, patience, patience comes through trials. Difficult things will come your way that will test you. They will teach you to be patient. But patience is something that is decided in your heart. You find the firmness here. You find the grounding within. This notion that you shouldn't pray for patience, honestly, it, it misses the point. This idea that we shouldn't pray for patience, it, it misses the point. The point is the difficult times are going to come. Difficult times are going to come. Trials are going to come. Difficult things are going to happen in your life, whether you pray for patience or not. And the difference is that without prayer, without prayer, those trials seem random. Without prayer, those things seem pointless. Prayer doesn't cause the trials. Prayer puts our attention on God who is going to use those trials. Prayer puts our attention on Him, what He's growing inside us, the way that He's establishing our hearts. You want your, you want your heart established, then pray for patience. Seek from God the thing that He seeks for you. You know, if you go all the way back to the beginning, it's just a couple of pages in my Bible, but if you go back to the beginning of this letter, in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, James says, Count it all joy, my brothers, again, and sisters, count it all joy, my brothers, when you, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Steadfastness is another word for patience. It, means, it, it really means endurance. It, it carries that idea of a consistency of faith, that you have a deliberate character. That's the heart that God is trying to grow in you. That's the character that He seeks from you. And that leads us to something else that James is teaching us here. And I think this is just a, a beautiful realization. What James is showing us is that patience gives us time to be blessed. We have time to be blessed when we're patient. You know, you know as well as I do that there are times when we would rather not be patient. There are times when, when we would like nothing better than to lose control, throw a little tantrum, and, and it would feel good to just let it all out. It'd feel good for a moment, but we know that's not blessed. Nowhere in the Bible, nowhere in the Bible does it say, blessed are the whiners, for they shall get what they want. Yeah. It's, sorry, it's not in there. It's not in mine. Instead, the attitude that is blessed is an attitude of patience, an attitude of long-suffering, the ability to wait for the Lord. Over and over again in Scripture, we are called to patience, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, how does it begin? It begins with those words, love is patience. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2, Paul is talking to the church, the whole church. And he says to the church, he says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. <laughs> bearing with one another also means putting up with one another, by the way. That's what that means. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, Paul says, Clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness. We're going to get to kindness next month. 
humility, gentleness, and patience. Clothe yourselves with these things. I think it's great because that tells me that I may not be patient myself, but I can wrap myself in His patience. I can clothe myself with His patience. Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, preach the Word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage, but do so with great patience and careful instruction. And Peter reminds us in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, bear in mind that the Lord's patience means salvation. James calls us to look at the prophets and to, and to Job. And he says in verses 10 and 11, he says, as an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job. And you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. We live in a, we live in a small community. And part of living in a small community is we know each other well enough that we feel each other's hurts, right? When one person in a community like this hurts, we all hurt. When there's cancer in one family, every family feels it. You know, we, we, all, we all share that. We share that. If there's sickness, if there's an accident, um, if there's pain, we kind of rally around, kind of like we're talking about with the generous bucket right now. We, we rally when somebody is hurting. And we have those big questions. When, when we go through a struggle, when someone there's been an accident or there's been some horrible loss or, or some horrible diagnosis, we all go through the big questions, just like Job. We ask questions like, why is this happening to me? Why now? Why, why, why is this happening to this family? You know, what, why is this happening now? And, and we realize all of those big questions, they're about our timing, not God's, right? All of those big questions, they're not about God's timing, they're about ours. This is the way we would do it, God. If we were in charge, this is how we would take care of it. We think we know better than Him. Patience addresses that. You know, you come to the end of the book of Job, and the book of Job is kind of long and it gets confusing, so let me just give it to you in one or two sentences. The, the point of the book of Job is this. I'm God, you're not. <laughs> I'm God, you're not. Deal with it. That's pretty much it, right? That's, that's Job right there. I'm God, you're not. I've got it. And so we come to Job chapter 40, and... Verses 4 and 5, Job says, after he's asked all these questions, he says, I put my hand over my mouth. He says, I spoke once, but I, have, but I got no answer. Twice, and I will say no more. Sooner or later, we need to find ourselves in a position where we understand we are not God. We don't have all the answers. We don't understand his timing. Our questions don't get answered. Our demands gain us nothing. So why shouldn't we just let patience do its work? Why shouldn't we just allow patience to do its work in us, allow patience to change us, allow it to establish our hearts, let patience bring us to a place where we can be blessed, where we can grow closer to God. Back in 2011, Time Magazine ran a story about Sister Mary, or Sister Margaret, Sister Margaret Geary. Sister Margaret was a nun. She was 85 years old, lived in a convent with the other sisters of her order, and uh, the other sisters in the convent happened to be gone to a convention, which I guess would be a convention, right? I, I don't know. Anyway, they were all gone, and she was the only one left in the house. Wouldn't you know it, that's when the elevator chose to break. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it, she was inside it when the elevator broke. She tried her cell phone. 
Have you ever tried to use a cell phone inside an elevator? They don't work, do they? Somehow, somehow, Sister Margaret had a bottle of water in her purse, and she had a little baggie full of celery sticks. And when she got to the bottom of her purse, she found she had a few cough drops also. Four nights, three days, she was stuck in that elevator. She said afterwards, she said it was either panic or pray. And I chose to pray. And in the end, she described the experience as a gift. And she said she was thankful for the opportunity to grow closer to God. The beginning of James, James chapter 1, verse 4, James says, let steadfastness have its full effect. In other words, let patience do its job. Let patience do its job in you. And you know what's beautiful about that? The beautiful thing about that verse is it's a promise. It's a promise. Patience will do its job. Patience will do its job. And, and once patience has done its job, here's the great thing. There will be a day when you don't have to be patient anymore. I mean, we're going to be in heaven, but you don't have to be patient. Once we're in heaven, we don't have to be patient any longer. Everything that we've waited for, everything that we've wanted, there'll be no more questions. There will be no wondering why, no more hurrying up and wait. One day, God's perfect timing will be revealed to us all. And on that day, we will gasp and go, oh, I get it now. Until then, we pray for patience. Pray for patience. Be like the prophets, like the prophets who trusted, knowing that what we endure now, the, the troubles and the struggles that we endure now, they are not going to last forever. And since they're not going to last forever, there's no reason not to hold tough. There's no reason not to hang in there. There's no reason not to hold on to Him and hold firm and establish your hearts. One other thing I'd, I'd have you consider is this. What, when it comes to patience, what are you looking forward to? What To what are you looking forward when it comes to issues of patience? James could have said, be patient because those who persecuted you, they're going to get their own. But instead, he chooses to tell the believers, be patient because the Lord is coming. Be patient because He is coming. Be patient for the positive things. It's not about they will pay. It's about be patient because one day you get your crown. Make sure you're being patient for the right things and for the right one. Pray for patience. Let's stand and pray. Father, this, this may be one of the few times that we're actually afraid you might answer our prayer. But deep down, we know we lack patience. And if we lack patience, then that means we don't trust you. We don't trust your plans for us. We don't trust that your presence is with us. So Father, help us to establish our hearts. Help us to move from the impatience and selfishness of our own timing and our own ways. And help us to find our place in your steadfast love. Help us to hold to you even as you hold to us. Let that be the rock that we establish our hearts upon. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go in peace and go in patience.